you know, there are lots of other brands out there, but they don't bring the same emotion um, that often comes when you say you work for the Walt Disney Company. The next time you go shopping for a stuffed Olaf, a Captain America costume, or a pair of Princess Leia hair buns, think of the hundreds, if not thousands, of Walt Disney Company workers around the world who are behind these products. Pauline Hahn manages a heck of a lot of them, and the last time you were in Disney World or Disneyland, she probably had a hand in getting those Mickey ears on your head. What does it take for a corporate giant like Disney to get thousands of safe products on the shelf every day? I'm Kristen Livingston with Bentley University, and this is How I Made It. So full disclosure, I am a Disney nut. When in Disney, and I am at one of the parks worldwide at some point every season, I often have to stop and ask myself, do you need more Disney art? How much art is too much Disney art? I mean, there's never too much Disney art. But needless to say, I'm excited for this interview, so let's get going. Twenty-five years ago, Pauline Callender Hahn, class of 1991, visited California with her Bentley boyfriend. She was only a few years out of college and working for PwC in Boston at the time. And uh, long story short, but I happened to land an interview at Disney while I was on this vacation. And I thought, I'll never have the chance to interview at Disney again. So I took the interview for fun and for practice. Because at that point, I had been at the firm for four years, and I knew that um, as I got promoted to manager, which was expected in the next promotion cycle, that I'd be expected to sell services, and I don't like selling things. Even in high school for the trips, I hated (laughs) selling the chocolates and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Well, um, I was shocked that I landed the job, uh, and since then I've always said that best time to get a job is when you're not trying to get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after consulting with my mother, uh, she encouraged me to take the job. 24 years later, I'm still here. So, good move. (laughs) Good move. But about 15 years into it, she asked me when I was coming home. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't think you're going back now. (laughs) No. (laughs) And so, like, walk us through those 24 years coming from East Coast. I'm sure that was also just a transition coming to the West Coast, not to mention the career. Yeah, no, really it was. It's funny you bring that up because I remember thinking back to the interview because I flew out for vacation so I didn't have any interview clothes so I had to go to the mall and I had a really difficult time buying clothes because um, coming with my east coast sensibilities I wanted a skirt that went below the knees I'm trying to find closed toe shoes and it was very different in California (laughs) Uh, so yes it was definitely adjustment coming out here. Pauline started in consumer products and worked her way up setting up warehouse procedures to merchandise inventory at, of all places, Dodger Stadium. Because at that time, Disney handled the merchandise licensing for the Dodgers. Oh, that's interesting. I know, pretty cool. Um, I also did accounts receivable reconciliations for Walt Disney Records. I also did a financial statement audit for the Disney Store in London. And uh, we helped to re-engineer the financial close consolidation process for the international regions. So all of this work led to a supervisor position with that international consolidations team. And then that led me to backfilling an open manager role within our Latin America region. And it was intended to be a five-week project. But near the end of that project, uh, the CFO asked me to take on the role um, uh, on a full-time basis. 
And so a few weeks later, here I am living on Miami Beach. (laughs) (laughs) So working in an international office gave me a lot of exposure early in my career. It was definitely a roll-up-your-sleeves job. Um, Even though I was based in Miami, I did a lot of travel throughout Latin America. Eventually, she headed back to L.A. to work in the studio segment of Disney, doing accounting and finances for their international and domestic film distribution and the Broadway side of the company, like the stage productions of The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. So while in these positions, um, I helped implement uh, our SAP implementation at the company, which was massive for us um, because we went from disparate general ledger systems down to just one general ledger system around the globe for the whole company and also got to implement Sarbanes-Oxley at the company. For those of you not in accounting like me, SAP is an accounting software and Sarbanes-Oxley is a Congressional Compliance Act from 2002 that protects shareholders and the public from fraud and accounting errors. But after these initiatives and years working on the studio side, Pauline headed back to her roots in consumer products. And then uh, over two years ago, I leveraged the solid skills that I had built at the company along with those I obtained while getting my MBA. And I moved into a position that manages compliance with our various programs impacting our supply chain. So that's the position I have now. So I lead a team of over 160 people that help ensure Disney branded merchandise is manufactured responsibly and is safe for our consumers. Which is a lot. (laughs) That's a big job. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, it's summed up very neatly on LinkedIn. But, you know, when you think of Disney, you think of Mickey Mouse, you don't think of the thousands of people behind him and the company name that are touching all of the products that we see in the stores, all of the things that you just talked about. So my team monitors the 40,000 facilities that are creating Disney product uh, in over 100 countries. Uh, We monitor those facilities for compliance with our policies and standards relating to the working conditions in those facilities. So that's ensuring that um, when you buy a Disney product, you know that it's made in a facility that, you know, doesn't have child labor, um, is paying equitable or fair wages in accordance with uh, local laws, uh, safe working conditions for the employees in the factories, that type of stuff. So that's the compliance program. And as it relates to product safety, my team reviews hundreds of thousands of products annually for compliance with regulatory standards and our own Disney standards for wherever those products are being distributed. Yeah, which are high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so you want to feel you feel good going to the happiest place on earth for vacation. You want to feel happy knowing that if you're going to buy a t-shirt, you're going to buy something. It's as happy as that place that you're in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And this really goes into that brand affinity. Uh, it makes me proud to know that the company really finds value in this and stands by it with such a large team that we have uh, to ensure this. So this is something that's important to us that we want um, you know, our consumers to feel uh, good buying from the Walt Disney Company. Mm, good 360. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when most people think accounting, they might not think of it as a quote-unquote fun job. So what's fun about your job? Yeah. Well, I have to say, I might be a, it might be a rarity, but I'm one of the people who really enjoyed public accounting. Um, there's not at Bentley. I, I don't think that's a rarity. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, <laughs> I really enjoyed public accounting, and I think what made it successful for me was that um, I really was in charge of 
you know, making sure I found jobs that I really liked and being on those audits. So as people were leaving the company, they'd say, oh, you're leaving. What are, what are the audits that you work on? So <laughs> it just it, something I, I just got myself into. Um, but coming back to the job and what's fun, I think it's really cool to say that you work for Disney and the smile that appears on people's faces when you say that. It's really that brand recognition and the reputation that the company has. You know, there are lots of other brands out there, but they don't bring the same emotion um, that often comes when you say you work for the Walt Disney Company. Uh, so that is something that makes it really fun to work with the company. Often most people have some sort of positive association uh, you mean with like the company. Right now where I'm grinning throughout our whole interview because <laughs> I love Disney. Yes, as well as our little pre-chat when yes. we talked about. And um, our post-chat that will come up where yes. we talk about vacation. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> what are you most proud of? When you take the 24 years in totality, I'd say I'm most proud of the people that I work with. It makes me proud to see former team members progress in their careers at the company. And I'm also grateful for those international business trips that I've had, uh, and there have been many of them. Uh, but it really helps to broaden your perspective, and I think that in turn has played into um, my you know, leadership skills and just the way that I get my work done and how I interact with others. Yeah, what kind of leader are you? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably one you should ask my team. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say that I'm the type of leader, I really don't want to just tell people what to do, but I want to take them on a journey that helps them decide what to do. Uh, and this helps me to develop great leaders, and it also gives me just great joy um, in just the work that I do every day, right? Um, I'd say my other leadership style is I like to have fun at work. And for the most part, this is a fun place uh, to be. Yeah, right. It's Disney. Uh, and so... I like to connect with people. You know, we spend so many hours a day uh, at work. So I just like to make sure that we have a positive, enjoyable work environment. And so we work hard and we play hard. Yeah. As you can <laughs> see, when you look around the office, there are nice big portraits of all the characters and beautiful scenes from all the movies. Yeah. So good reminder. But it's also just taking time out to recognize um, our accomplishments, right? So we look back on what we've done. We set our goals for what we want to do, what we want to accomplish, uh, and, you know, just taking some time out to have meaningful um, experiences that we can get together as a group and develop some of those memories uh, and to allow people, maybe team members who don't typically interact with each other, uh, to, you know, have those uh experiences so that they're building their relationships and the next time they're in the kitchen they now have something to spark a conversation on so what's been one of your greatest successes going back to school full-time to get my MBA yes while I was in an executive position with a spouse and a 21 month old baby was no small feat. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so, uh, in the first month of school, Disney announced the acquisition of Lucasfilm. So, I really had my work cut out for me because here I am, a new student again, and it had been a lot of years since <laughs> I had gotten my undergrad. Um, and now I have this major acquisition to work on. But I had a great boss fantastic staff who I could stretch and I knew my position really well 
Uh, so I was able to graduate within the two years of the executive MBA program, and we didn't miss a beat with any of our integration work with Lucasfilm. That's so amazing. that is really a proud moment for me. And it's actually one that I'm often questioned um, about when I'm speaking with people for mentorship, mentorship or other types of conversations. People just ask me, how do I juggle? Uh, how do I balance everything, yeah. particularly going back to school and getting an MBA? And I think a lot of women, you know, they question, should I work, should I be a mom full time? But then if I go back, I'm so far behind. So it is, it's, it, it often becomes a choice, right? For me at that moment, it was a now or never situation. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it had been a lot of years since I had graduated <laughs> from Bentley. And I had been a vice president for um, a number of years. But I wanted to supplement my career. Um, I knew I would be competing with other people who did have an MBA on their resume. And I felt I really needed to go back. Hindsight being 2020, if I had known then how much work it was going to be, I'm not sure I would have done it. <laughs> but that's what hindsight's for, right? <laughs> What's been your favorite Disney product? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of merchandise over the years, um, and as a parent of two children, I feel like I have a lot of stuff at <laughs> home, and I don't like seeing a lot of stuff. So I will say that my favorite Disney product is the Disney Cruise Line. We love the Disney Cruise. Good choice. <laughs> That's a big product. I was thinking, you know, your little Winnie the Pooh love when you were little. There was like a record or something. Yeah. yeah and maybe that goes with um, today as I've read articles and whatnot that uh, people tend to value experiences more than yeah. things. Um, and I really just do love the whole experience that comes with the Disney Cruise. I've never been on a Disney cruise. I got to get on that. Well, you must go. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? That's going to the top of the list. How I Made It is produced by me, Kristen Livingston, for Bentley University. Special thanks to Isabel Bader, Caroline Cruz, Jenna Floster, Molly McKinnon, Terry Cronin, and Pauline Carpenter, without whom this podcast just wouldn't exist. To hear more episodes, go to bentley.edu slash howimadeit. And to share your story of making it, send us a note at howimadeit at bentley.edu. We'll see you next time. favorite Disney character is Sebastian and reason why is I just love his Caribbean voice and my family is uh, my grandparents are from Barbados and so just being oh, wow. uh, you know the Caribbean influence I just love that character. Mm -hmm.